1: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tacovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What's up, guys? Working class Bowhunter podcast. How y'all doing? Oh, we're doing good, boy. Good to have you. Hi, good to see you, Eric. Good to have Good to have me here. Good to have you here. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's 100% correct. Doug? Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> How's
0: <It's>, it going? <laughs> it's all right to have you here, too. Not bad, right? I mean, we'll
2: put up with you.
1: We're in the studio. You, mustache is looking primmed up and proper there, Doug. Thank um, you, man. Welcome to that. the podcast. Thank you guys for being here. Thanks for the support. Uh, we appreciate everybody. Uh, we don't plug this enough, but if you would, wherever you're listening, would you just like subscribe, give us a like, share it up, leave a review, leave a comment, anything helps on all social platforms whatever. We're banned on the TikTok for a month. Um,
2: shout out to Post and Deer on TikTok. Go to iTunes and tell us your favorite uh I always like say like, hey, tell us your favorite sandwich, and then people like just yeah, comment I mean, their favorite sandwich yeah. on there. It's funny.
1: We are <laughs> uh, we're still doing the YouTube comment giveaway. So on our new YouTube videos, if you comment, uh, we already selected a March winner, um, and we we do them a little delayed, so you got some time to get your comments on there. Um, another announcement: um, we're drawing tonight. We're going to draw the winners of the trade show giveaway prizes yep. and the. You can't kill big bucks if your wife sucks. If it's not already out by the time this launches, that bumper sticker we ordered them. There's limited quantities right now. As I said,
2: is that could be a limited quantity thing, or we're gonna have oh, a bunch of them.
1: Uh oh. What are we doing, Kurt? I, you wanna know the truth? Yep. I, I, right now, I, I'm seeing a limited quantity, but I'm expecting to make a reorder because I love the saying so much. Yep. Um, because like I can think, of, I want to stick them on everything already, like
2: as a selfish. Thing. So what you're saying is, when we get them in, we're going to steal them all to put them on uh, toolboxes and refrigerators of our personal stuff. That we're going to have to order more. I
1: didn't is that what you're saying? I didn't account that in when I made the order. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to be ordering. So that's more. what
2: you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I
1: didn't want to make myself. I mean, right
2: dumb. here is about perfect. Hey, uh, see, you see? <laughs> Just saying. Hey, rednecks
1: love stickers, and I'm a redneck. The podcast is presented by Elite Archery. Shout out to Elite, the Envision. You mailed yours out to Shooter's Archery to get set up. I did, I did.
2: I contacted Josh. I'm like, hey, is there any way you can set this up without me being there? He's like, ship it to me. I got you. That's pretty cool. Um, if you're looking for a new bow, if you haven't got one and it's on if you're in the market
1: for it, probably order it now. Um you can order it on Elite Archery. Um, use code WCB, have it shipped to a local dealer and set up at a local dealer. Everybody yep. wins. It's a beautiful thing. To win uh, win, brother. Check to out win, Elite win, Archery. Win, brother. Um big time, man. You guys are using your
2: supplemental feed. Mr. Yep. Iowa Boys more yep. than two. Got it out already, man. Gotta get them nutrients in them while they're growing the mantle or get you them know? Big racks. Yeah.
1: I'm not. Uh, I'm just gonna do fall plots, I think. But I do want to get some borderline in, mm-hmm. so I need to start thinking about this that. Is the Time to do that. It's getting there, yeah. So I got my little uh, working class tractor is gonna be chug a lug and all seventeen horses. <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> goddamn. We might have to give her a little tune job. Get her up to eighteen. You dude, know what I'm saying? Any ideas you got for that thing? <laughs> I need it. Whether, <laughs> what kind of exhaust I got at Motion Raceworks? Dude, oh, we yeah. can we can hook you up. Yeah, custom stainless. We'll get a tuner on that thing, huh? That's right. Yeah. It's pretty pretty barbaric, but get it that big time in the ground. Uh, Borderline's going to be my flagship for the spring. Um, I got some things in the works, too. I got some ideas. Um, Scent Crusher. Scent Crusher, the Halo series, uh, yep. killing it. They got some new ozone units out there uh, designed to be basically on the go. Mm-hmm. So whatever you want to do with them. But the roller bag's going to be put to use here. We got Bear Camp oh, at yeah. the end of this month. Um, going to be rolling on out to bear camp and using the Halo series cuz you don't need an outlet if you have your unit charged uh so chim changer scent crusher it is all in one bag not only is it scent eliminating it's great
0: for be the best for storage. Smell, be the best smelling guys in bear camp you ain't kidding you ain't kidding do you well, we? you don't even smell us. <laughs> you don't know what we smell like because
1: you didn't even smell us. Hey, you're just not on the radar, and that's, like the, and that's the goal. Um, old Barn Taxidermy. Uh, I, oh, I forgot. This week, oh. I didn't go. I have a, my doe and my whitetail is done.
0: You dingus. Man, I don't even have my rack there. <laughs> you don't? That, uh, Get it in there. They're probably waiting. Sam's supposed to let me know. Mine's there. In. I'm just waiting for the phone call. Not far behind. You shot something? So I get it in (laughs) there.
1: (laughs) Old Barn Taxidermy, they're doing their turkey giveaway. We, uh, I think, when I go there, we're going to do the working class bow hunter uh, shoulder mount giveaway from last season. If you went in and said you were a listener, they got put into an entry. So that drawing is still to come. It's just a lot of the stuff's delayed because of trade
0: shows. Yeah, I put my name in for that too. I don't think you'd count. Oh, okay. We just want to see if he'd win. <laughs> Did he draw my Just to name? see. He put, he put one in uh, out of all those. Yep. Uh-huh. Right.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, optics, man. We're rocking 10 by 42s RX right. full draw, performance eyewear. Um, confirmed. Loopold is an official sponsor of the 2022 Working Class Bowhunter shoot, June 11th. So Woo. that saying,
2: you don't want to miss this one, yeah. boys. So there's some performance eyewear is going to be there, maybe
1: some binos, maybe some rangefinders. I mean, you want to know my opinion, who's doing it in the optics game? Loophold's doing it.
2: That's right. They I don't agree. do
1: anything half-ass. And that goes from shirts to hats to what they're known for, rifle scopes, binos, spotting scopes,
2: rangefinders, performance eyewear. They're merchandise? Dude, Top bull, notch. Loop. Old, they I'm, not up. Gonna lie, I'm not gonna kind of contact them like, who do you guys use? Because it's all Hey hell. Yo. You know what they say? <laughs> Bitch. Bitch, please. They don't say that. They're great people. But,
1: but that's what I would say if I was them. <laughs> right. Now loopold is they don't do anything half assed. It's a beautiful thing. Um, Trophy Line. Trophy Line probably is a partnership that shocks some people yep. for us because it is primarily a saddle hunting company. Um, they focused on American-made, American-made saddle coming down the line, some badass pack setups, uh, the EDP platforms, um, mini sticks. I mean, they got it all. If that's your forte in mobile hunting. They got it for you, and they're great people. And I don't know what our launch schedule is. They're coming to the studio. That's right. So we're going to do a full depth on there. Oh, and there's a code. Um, Hold on. Stand by. We have a code for
0: Trophy Line. You might see us. On video. Not you. Maybe. use a saddle before, Eric? Nope. Me neither. Um. Well, damn it.
2: It's going to be interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> it is going to be a little <laughs> interesting. I don't, I don't want to be wrong on the code. I don't I'm a little know what nervous. to do. I wrote it down. what have the code on there? Yeah, obviously I didn't write it down. Oh, yeah, you did. I just want to say the wrong code. I always say the wrong codes. <laughs> that's why we get so many emails. Hey, that's the wrong code. Oh, it's just WCB. Oh, perfect. That's easy to remember. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. So check out Trophy
1: Line. Great people. Great products if you're trying to be El Mobile. Um, And then, uh, Doug, you got a Spanish for mobile. Um, Do you have a... (laughs) What's up? (laughs) You got a veteran shout-out now, or do you want to wait for the mid-roll?
0: I'll do it now. Cool. Uh, This one's submitted by Nick Hermes, and the veteran is Tony Van...
1: The veteran shout-out is brought to you by HHA USA and HHA Sports.
0: Doug, you failed. You, well, I was just skipping around. I say it all the time, so I was, you know. Me- you, you got know. comfortable. <laughs> you got caught. <laughs> You're 30. <laughs> He's a scout sniper. Damn, okay. Oh, dang. I'm listening. Okay. He said, Tony served in Afghanistan out of high school in the late 2000s and early 2010s. After his first deployment, he enrolled in successfully completed scout sniper training after serving time in the Corps. the corps. Sorry, goddammit. Uh, Tony turned his attention to becoming one of the best whitetail hunters I've come to know. He followed in the footsteps of the beast, of the beast tastic, tactics like Dan Infault, killing several mature bucks over the last three seasons, including a 178, 178-inch 178 public land giant in central Wisconsin woods in early November. Oof. Very cool. I had the pleasure of helping track and drag this beast and experienced I'll never forget. Thanks, Tony, for all you've done for our country, and it's been a pleasure watching you drop Wisconsin and Minnesota giants year after year. It's an honor to call you one of my best hunting buddies. Uh, he's an avid bow hunter for whitetails and trapper for coyotes and fox. So uh, thank you for your service, Tony, and thanks for sharing, uh, submitting that, Nick. Thanks, Nick, for the submission. Tony, shout out
1: to you, brother. You sound like a stone cold killer right there. <laughs> oh yeah, a sniper to
0: a sniper
2: yeah. to being a ninja in the deer woods. Yeah. Right. Can, hey. I get a, can I just give a shout out to Travis Kissel quick? Because the other day I I posted a thing on my Snapchat of uh, Joe Dirt, uh-huh. and he's like every time Doug reads a a, a vet shout out. It's like Robbie on Joe Dirt when he's like, you know, when he's reading the note. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't remember what he says, but he's like, do not tell Joe <laughs> that I met his parents. <laughs> That's pretty funny.
0: But, uh, eat shit, Travis. You it's nerd. pretty funny. Yeah. You kind of are the him in there. We, uh, oh uh, right here. I don't read sometimes. Good.
1: You don't do a good time. At good reading. Um, Tony sounds like a badass. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure. Shout out to you, man. Chief oh, here. Here.
0: Dear Robbie, <laughs> if Joe calls, don't tell him I found his parents. <laughs> 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 Is you, Doug? Dude, Dude, when, he,
2: when he when I had to screenshot it and send it, to Doug, because I'm like, it's so perfect.
0: You're an engineer, bro.
2: Yeah, we don't read. Do we don't not read. tell Joe I found his parents. <laughs> XO XO. <laughs> I love that. That's pretty
0: good. I'm sorry, Doug. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> it's so
1: funny. Oh my gosh. Oh, good for you, Doug. Thanks for being here. Thanks for reading the Veteran Channel. It's a great service you provide to our show. But it doesn't mean we can't give you shit about it. I'm glad I could be here. This podcast. I had a lot of fun on this one. We yep. think you guys will enjoy listening to it. Kendall is the man. Um, talk about a successful businessman and a smart guy.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, building companies left and right and. Buying new warehouses because the companies have been taken off. Yeah, that's pretty so, cool. I, yeah.
1: I, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of future podcasts with Kendall.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So
1: hope you guys enjoy this one. Let us know what you think. Comment, share it up, and uh, give us some reviews. We appreciate it. comment that there.
2: we need him in studio. Tag him. Do all that kind of stuff. Well, that's a
1: good idea. You know I like that.
2: Hey, tag him in it. Be like, hey, we need you in studio because it would be a lot better podcast. This is a good one, but I agree. Just do it. Yeah. Cool. Enjoy it.
3: I'm Chase Rolson with RubLine Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael
0: Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm
2: Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors.
0: Hey, this is Nick Mutt from
3: Paul Collector.
2: Hey, this is Melissa Bachman. Working class. Working class. Working Working class. class. Working
1: class. All right. Working class Bow Hunter podcast. We're here in the studio and via Zoom or if you're listening on an audio podcast, phone call for you. Uh, Kendall Card is joining us on the show this week, man. Thanks for coming.
3: Fellas, I'm super psyched to be, uh, be on board. Thank you.
1: Yeah, well, first of all, we appreciate the partnership, uh, Black Ovis on the CC Hunt Files, us with Camo Fire, um, a lot to talk about, um, a lot of different angles we could attack this podcast, I think, but <laughs> I think we should start with you introducing yourself because you're. if anybody lives on YouTube and looks up products, they've seen you talk on a video on YouTube. That's where I know you from.
3: Yep. Dude, it's funny you say that because I was, uh, and I don't, I mean... I'll have kids. I've got some kids in the neighborhood. Like, dude, I saw you on YouTube, and I'm like, listen, it's not that hard to get on YouTube.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's free. anybody can be there. Just
3: gotta have a camera. But I was, I was at the uh, the Total Archer Challenge in Michigan last year, and I was uh, just, I mean, when when I'm, I just, I was just in my own zone, by myself. I'm just, I'm I'm eating breakfast, and I happen to be where all the people were coming in and out of the uh, the restaurant there at the at the at the lodge. And some guy walks by and he kind of looks at me, and he keeps walking and he double takes and looks back at me, and I kind of just gave him that, "Hey, dude, yeah. just enjoying my breakfast." And he goes, and he comes back, and goes, "I just gotta say, hi. You're the guy on YouTube that talks about all that hunting gear." And I'm yeah. like, "Bro, like it, it's it's nothing really. Seriously,
2: <laughs> did he ask for your autograph?
3: Oh, thankfully no. But,
2: uh, Put you in an awkward spot. That's cool though, love, man.
3: It shows that I love talking gear though. It's just, yeah." I mean, I, I've always, I mean, kid with the most gear and toys in the in the garage wins, right?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right.
3: But I mean, all the videos are us.
1: informative. You know, it's like if you look up anything about crispy boots, I mean, that's where people are going to see it probably mm-hmm. first. You know, but um, and we'll get into that. But can you break down that? Is that can we talk about the relationship between the brands? Like, how does that all work out, or do we just yeah, want to dive no. into each one individually?
3: No, that's wide open. Let me just lay kind of lay out the landscape. So we uh so Mark and I started um Crisp or Camifier, sorry, I'm getting confused myself. We mm-hmm. started Camelfire in two thousand eight. We were trying to launch in two thousand seven. We launched uh, October two thousand eight. After a couple of years we had uh, we had a clothing company called Core4 Element um that we started and then uh, Easton came to us a couple of years later and said, We want this and we said it's not for sale and they said, We really want it and we said it's still not for sale and they really wanted it. And so we sold it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that works. <laughs> I suppose the, the adage of everything has its price is, is in, indeed true. Right. But we, uh, at the same, right at that moment, we knew we were going to launch black Ovis. So it was actually a good thing because we, we would have been too, too d- divided, uh, to be able to actually pull that off. And so, and we had two really good employees that are still employed with, with Camofer black Ovis that helped us launch that. And thank goodness that they were there. But we, uh, so we launched Black Ovis um, you know, four years later. And then about six years ago, a little over six years ago, we had an opportunity through a series of events to uh, become the North American distributor for Crispy. Mm-hmm. So Mark and I set that up as a separate company, um, uh, Crispy US. And then uh, we ran both of them in the same roof until literally about four months ago. Oh, really? And then moved Crispy. We outgrew. So we were in a previous warehouse, came to this building, uh outgrew this building Camelfire fire needed more space and crispy needed more space and so we gave crispy the boot and now mark and that's about a 30 minute drive from here so mark spends the bulk of his time at crispy and i still collaborate with him on that mm-hmm. and then i spend the bulk of my time here at Camelfire black Ovis and and uh he kind of collaborates a little bit with with me on that so it's uh it's kind of a it's been an interesting last few months as we've divided and conquered yeah. um literally in different spaces. But that's kind of the, the background of the, the two different companies and how we've been uh, involved for about 13, 14 years now. Man, that's
1: awesome. kick-ass. That's a, yeah. some successful businesses yeah. there. If you're – everybody needs more room and
2: things are just – It's on- probably kind of hectic, but if you need more warehouses, that's always a good thing. <laughs> right. Dude, it, <laughs> it's,
3: we've had some crazy things over the years of outgrowing spaces. And, yeah. and uh, I mean, we had a, our sec- third warehouse. There was a time where we were actually – we would pull pallets in. Thank goodness Utah has good weather because we would pull, we roll pallets into the into the warehouse. End of the day, at the beginning of the day, we'd have to roll them out into the parking lot to actually conduct business, and then we would roll them back in at the end of the next day. And <laughs> Just it room. was, and then if it, cause a few times it rained, there was actually a semi truck in that back trailer in that back little parking lot, and we would roll the pallets under the semi, and then take cardboard and put it on top of the rest of the pallets uh, so they wouldn't get wet. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was nuts man so we we've we've literally gone to the brink with warehousing space uh you know multiple times every time we 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 move um it, it basically the last six months are just you want to just punch you know punch yourself through the through <laughs> the, through the wall and yeah that, and that's the um, thing
2: moving to a new warehouse like you look at it totally empty before you rent it and then you put everything in uh, and you're like i don't know if this is big enough
3: yeah no <laughs> we, we've we Three years ago, we moved in this building. It's 50,000 square feet, and we thought there's no way we'll ever fill this thing yep. up. And three years later, it's to the brim. Um, so Good problem. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, uh, but it's been a fun ride so far. Um, started in a basement, and here we are today.
1: It keeps you busy for it, sure. That's kick ass, yep. man. And so let's start with Camel Fire because Camel Fire got popular with our friends group well years ago. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And it, it, it ended up being. We would all send each other the links on the deals that day. Nice. And then I think more and more people learned about it in the Midwest, but there's still a fair amount of people who are still learning about it in the Midwest. But the way we promote it, Doug's, I love the way Doug promotes Camel Fire because, you know, like when your <laughs> wife goes to Target, Doug doesn't have this problem. Your wife goes to Target and spends money, and then you just find out about it once you, you see the Target bag. Oh, yeah. Doug always says you delete your browser history when you've been shopping on fire <laughs> so your wife doesn't know where you're shopping for
3: deals. Dude, we've heard – I've heard so many stories. Uh, I remember when we first implemented PayPal on the website years oh, ago. Boy. And, man – dudes would come out they were like thank you so much I've, <laughs> I've got this fund over here i've been hiding it from my wife in, like, in the paypal account yeah i got <laughs> guys that'll ship the ship to like a buddy's house or to their dad's house or to their work uh my funny <laughs> funny story early on when we were probably in our third warehouse there was this guy that uh, his name was brad and He used to come by our warehouse we we it was funny. Our first and second warehouse, we locked the front door because we didn't want people coming by. Mm-hmm. And so the locals would recognize, like, oh, the back doors open, so they would just come. We had to just walk in the back of the warehouse and, and like, hey guys, what's up? And they just wanted to hang out, like, like at the garage sale. <laughs> We're trying to connect <laughs> some he got here. <laughs> yeah, so, but this, this one guy, Brad, he was that way. But he he was a super nice guy. Come by all the time. Bought a ton of stuff. My business partners at uh, at the grocery store and he bumps into brad and it's like you know he said it was late one afternoon you know they he was shopping after work and brad they're just chumming it up and the wife is standing there and then brad turns to his wife and she's he said she was super pleasant oh nice to meet you this and that and then brad goes this is the guy that owns camel fire and he said that her expression just went stone cold and she's like I freaking hate your website. <laughs> we get boxes every week. I'm so tired. I mean, she just started like tearing in. I mean, he's like, "Okay, Brad, I'm out." Like, I'm out. Just, she, she was,
1: look at the time, Brad. I'm out of here. Oh, she
3: just got aggro. But it, it's funny. We've, we've had I've had spouses that are just like, "Oh man, I hate your web." I mean, they're nice about it, but they're like, "I hate your website." Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, it's, it's a God. cool it's a cool concept. And how did how did you guys think of that?
3: Uh, so. It was. I mean, we didn't create the wheels. Uh, there was a website called Woot uh, that, that Amazon ended up buying, and it was one deal per day, mm-hmm. and it was a uh, like a flash, you know, some sort of cheap, super crazy, rad deal. They did, mostly did electronics. Um, I work. I used to work for a company that did uh, something similar in the outdoor industry, um, like like backpacking, you know, hiking, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, when I left there, uh, I called Mark up and said, "Hey, what a." Yeah, I said, man, I'm I'm just kind of out on my own. I'm doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I said, what are you uh what are you up to? Let's start a business. Cause we'd always talked about starting a business together.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And he said, Oh, sweet. What what sort of ideas you got? And then he told me a couple ideas. I told him a couple ideas. And then he said, You know what I really want to do? He said, I want to start a, a site like Woot, but for hunting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, that'll never work. <laughs> like <a> dumb idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm all I, I, I said, I'm rested, Wow. Let's do this other thing, and you can go do that thing, and and it kind of percolated. It kind of like after a couple of days, I thought, man, I'm an idiot if I don't do that with him. Yeah. And I called him up again and said, hey, are you still gonna do that hunting thing? And he goes, oh yeah, I've got three three or four other guys that want to go in with me on this. And I'm like, dude, I'm in.
2: Yeah, I'm Kind of that
3: FOMO. And then yeah, uh, yeah, through through a course of of a, of a while a few handful of months and some random things that happened in the lives of the other guys that were, we going to start with us. It ended up being just Mark and I, and you know, when the dust settled. So very cool. We, uh, we pieced together, but it wasn't like that, that we came up with the idea of the concept, but what guys see today is, is, you know, we offer 80 deals per day right now. Mm-hmm. We started and it's back, yeah, to, back to back. So if something sells out, it just fills in with something else. Sometimes other times we let, we allow it to just show sold out and that has gone. But when we first started, it was one item per day. It would go up at, at 11 p.m. Uh, mountain Time, uh, and then it, once it sold out, it was done. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't sell another thing. Then we started having guys like, "Come on, like you got to tell me that." Yeah, yeah we <laughs> need something that. So we started doing back to back one item, and it was like so it'd sell out at 11 a.m. and then maybe like uh you know, you know maybe at uh, like two thirty it sold out. The next item sold out. Then we expanded it, and guys were just like, "We well, got to see more deals." Yeah. So we expanded to six um, different items, and then I mean, it just went crazy from there. <laughs> snowballed we, from there. We, but it was it was crazy. Is, is it, it started out as one one item per day, and our first our first item we sold out was a was a Gerber knife that my dad had picked up at the Gerber factory, which I, I grew up in Portland, Oregon. And so and they're right there in Portland. He had picked it up and he had sent it down to me just as like, a, hey, got a cool knife for you. And and I remember Mark and I, we just had clothing and a couple others. We had some Primo stuff and our specialty had some Masio camo. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, dude, we got to get some more variety. And I said, well, I got this knife my dad sent me. <laughs> I'm like, it's brand new. We could sell it. So took a picture <laughs> of it, wrote a little description, <laughs> threw it up on the site, and it sold out. We had one quantity of yeah, one yeah and our friends i mean i remember it was probably the second week or third week. <laughs> i remember our friend we had just a handful of friends like dude you guys sold out you're killing it you must be
0: because <laughs> you sold one. <laughs> Oh yeah we sold, sold one and it was, but mr the perception, <laughs>
3: the perception was that uh, that there's there's scarcity or and, and then yeah. there's urgency and so yeah uh, it's funny to to think about i mean that was a you know i mean yeah we we made I don't know ten bucks or twelve bucks, or whatever. Where we put it for? Yeah.
2: But hey, just that the, one. The, that one little detail, though, of like you selling all that one item makes people think like, oh, there's not that many. So we got to buy gotta, we, we got to buy, buy them now. up right away. Hey,
3: absolutely.
1: Whatever
2: it, works. It,
3: it, it's been like that since you know we've had items that we've we've got hundreds of, and we've got items we have twelve of. Or yeah. S- right. Six of, or and and no one ever you know no no one ever knows. So it's it's been pretty dang fun watching it go from you know, that one item to, to now we offer 80, you know, per day and, and, uh, and and it's changing every day, right? Like every single day. Yeah. So so it's never, and you might, but you might see something that, that you're like, Oh, I saw that, you know, last Thursday. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's, we, we will, we'll bring stuff back until basically it's gone. And it's, and it's not like a regular website where we can just get stuff, um, like over and over and over again. A lot Mm -hmm. of times it's just stuff that we have X amount, and once it's gone, it literally we we cannot get it again. Yeah, right. uh but some items we can. But it's uh, so it, it's funny to us too because we internally will we might let's say we had like I remember early on we worked with Badlands a ton and they were awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and we had I remember we had we had bought a pack from them the twenty two hundred and the color that you know, I think it was a like a Max One that they were changing, and we had. I mean, no joke. I think we probably had 600 of those things. Yeah. Um, Pallets and pallets and pallets of packs. And we would list it and list it and list it. And invariably, the moment it sells out, like literally the last one's gone, we would get phone calls that next day. Hey, man, I've been looking for that Badlands pack.
2: What are you <laughs> going li- what are,
3: what are to list that again? Like, are you kidding me? It was <laughs> on
2: there forever. <laughs>
3: I saw it a few times. I just didn't pull the trigger. It's like
2: bro, it's how it works. It's out sorry so Oops. it's funny it's super
3: funny <laughs> on uh stuff like that
1: it's cool man like I like getting on there when we when we do our reads for camo fire and like we'll just go through the deals that mm. day while we're doing them to show that it is different and it's a fun it's a fun deal like if you're looking for I mean just example bow hooks for your tree stand yeah oh, it's yeah. a good website to check because you're gonna get a deal on it um, oh yeah or, or like blind chair I mean everything but you know, for, I think, Midwestern tree stand hunting, I'm always looking for bow hooks. So I always keep one on me. And then I'll set West stand and I'll leave it there for the next time I climb that tree.
2: And, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Back in the day, I had to delete the app because uh, I thought I was going to take out a second mortgage on my house, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was ordering shit left and right. Dude, you're,
3: you're, <laughs> you're one of many. I've had a lot of guys like... Dude, you know, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but I, I deleted your app. It's cool. I get it, bro. Don't want to ruin your marriage or yeah. your bank account.
1: Good so.
2: problems. The problem was I was single at the time. Yeah, <laughs> a big problem. Yeah, yeah. No one's there to tell you no. Yeah. Right. You're,
1: you had a realization with yourself? With myself, yeah. You <laughs> right. had a problem. Yeah. Sounds you bad, it. but...
3: You did an intervention with, with yourself?
1: hmm Sat yourself down after work? <laughs> With a beer.
0: (laughs) Listen, Eric. Right before you close, you're like, oh, there's one more thing. (laughs) Oh, shit. The deal came up
2: before I delete it. 40% off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just this last one. Just one one, One, one more more. item. (laughs) I love it. So that's, I love that website. Gino, our buddy, shout out to Gino. He's in our group. We call the WCBOGs and he's always sending deals. Like, that's, I think I learned about Camel Fire from him. Yep. Um, I think so, yeah. But going in, like, going to Black Ovis, I, I don't think I knew about it until I went went to go on my first Western hunt. My buddy oh. Jeremy from Buckstorm, he lives in the Dakotas, and he buys like everything through Black Ovis. And he goes, uh, "I just needed some gear. that you know I had whitetail stuff, so we were I was going with him on an over the counter elk hunt for the first time. I'm like, hey man, I need boots, I need some other gear. So he's like, just go here. So he sent me the link, and I remember. What's, what stood out to me to Black Ovis, like I ordered Crispies through there and some like base Merino Black Ovis branded ones. Um, I don't remember what else we ordered. Basically everything you need. I think we ordered a tent. But you guys have everything for everything, really, any type of hunting you want to do. But I remember calling and asking about some boots before I ordered them. And like everyone that I, I've called there a couple of times, everyone I talked to like knew about it. It wasn't mm. like I didn't get the 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 vibe that they just guessed and told me, like they, you know what I mean, acted like they knew. Yeah. I actually got, like, advice from whoever I talked to back then when I called. So that always stood out to me, and that's always kind of my reference when I, like, send Black Ovis to other people. Like, hey, buy your gear here type of thing. Um, so doing that is that a challenge to hire people that are knowledgeable in the products or is it just kind of just come with the the industry and being inside
3: it uh yes and no there i mean it's we we really anyone that's answering the phones outside i mean literally jenny she's our longest uh, longest employee um she doesn't hunt and she but she sat in the same office with me for a couple of years And I mean, she could talk probably gear better than most people I know in the hunting industry, Mm -hmm. just because she's just been a student of it. But outside of her, just everyone that answers the phone is a hunter or has hunting experience. And and I'll still, I mean, I still pick up the phone. I I actually really enjoy it, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. It might sound weird to to a lot of people. And and, uh, I've had guys, I'll answer the phone like, you're like the guy I'm <laughs> just You're the guy on YouTube. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> or I'll get people like, man, tell your manager that you did a great job on the phone today. I appreciate the info. I'm like, I'll let him know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, take the
2: survey at the end of this call. <laughs> you, yeah, totally. But yeah.
3: it, you know, it. Uh, we want to make sure Black Ovis is purpose. We've always, always knew we would start something like Black Ovis because it, it you know, we're better partners with the brands we work with. By having, uh, you know, their latest and greatest, as well as the discounted stuff on on uh, Camel Fire. and we can serve our customers better by having both outlets. But the, uh, we always our our goal for Black Ovis was always to be the, the best resource for the top, uh, the best gear that you could want to use mm-hmm. outside of the outside of the gun, the weapon, and the ammo. Um, everything else that you would need for a hunt, you can find on Black Ovis. Yeah, and, that, and so finding people i mean we we put guys through some pretty good training if they're like we have we have a guy that came in and he's he's straight up like a gun guy like mm-hmm. he doesn't know a ton about archery and it took a while for him and, and but he's also real honest i've heard him say many times where he'll say hey listen i'm not an expert in that in archery I'm i'm just kind of getting my feet wet can i pass you to someone that knows a little bit more about that and and i think Rather than, hey, let me bs you through like what what rest you might need or what aero configuration you might want, um we try and tell our guys just hey don't don't be shy about telling a customer like, hey, let me get you to someone that knows more about this product yeah. than than I do which uh, is awesome, even yeah, though says a lot yeah, you know, we try to you know we try to be experts in everything. The reality is 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 we may not be each guy may not be an expert in everything right so yeah
1: uh, i think that shows a lot of respect to your paying customer you know like if if i was in that situation like hey let me pass you to the next guy i'd be like ah, oh, cool you know i think that's i mean honestly man that's the best way to be about everything people believe yeah. in you more a little when you're like that that makes sense so
3: it's uh it but it it's it's been a, it's been awesome we um uh to run to to have launched and run black Ovis, but it's uh you know, it's, it, there, there's plenty of places guys can buy gear, some of it the same gear. And so things like that, like you just mentioned, um, we hope to differentiate ourselves and be, mm-hmm. be a real resource for for people, not just a place to – because if you want a place to just buy stuff, go to Amazon, right? But if you want a place to get good insight, uh, you know, comprehensive info, like honest feedback on the phone or, or via the web, um, th- that's where we can differentiate ourselves mm-hmm. from, you know, uh, just some random place to pick up, you know, a piece of gear.
1: Yeah, right. it, it, I kind of have fun going through Black Ovis because you can filter by brand. You guys carry so many different brands. But, like, if I'm looking for game bags, you know, because we don't use game bags hardly ever in the Midwest. But when you go out west, it's nice no. to have that type of thing. Typically, I always use Clint Casper's game bags because I never have any <laughs> on hand. But that's <laughs> that's just the way it works. But uh, one of the things I think that stands out on Black Ovis, and we've sent a lot of people to Black Ovis because we work with Victory Arrows. They're one of oh, yeah. our partners. And everybody knows from the – we did a podcast with Victory about the carbon shortage, and that's not Victory's problem. That's a carbon problem in general, um, just getting the material. But the Arrow ID Builder is something we've sent a lot of people to Black Mm Ovis for that want to um, get a certain Arrow or have it done a certain way or set up a certain way. And we've been promoting that. But can you break down what the Arrow ID Builder is for people who are unfamiliar
3: yeah, for sure. So, um, I'm. I think the arrow ID arrow ID we created for guys that want to, you know, they want an arrow to look a specific way, but they don't have the time or the capability to build it. So, it's a custom custom building uh, platform. We wrote, you know, custom software to fit within our our store. So you can go on there and select any model you want, uh, any of the vein configuration you want. You can change colors. Like you can have, you know, obviously, like if you're doing three fletch and two one color, one the other whether you want to wrap or not change the knockout and it shows you all of this kind of like as you're building it. Um, It's, it, it really is. I mean, I until last year, I I've never had anyone build an arrow for me. I've always built melon arrows since I started uh, bow hunting like 10, 11 years ago. And, and I'm just, I got to a point last year where I was so dang busy. It's funny. I, I, I I'm selling people gear and telling people about gear and I'm the last person that I shop for, um, mm-hmm. and I actually had one of our gals build my arrows. Um, <laughs> and it's like, it's per, it's for the guy like me, that's so busy and is like, I can do it, but I just want it done right in a specific way. So you design it, you create it, um, you know, you figure if you want inserts, you know, add it or no, if, whether you want to cut or uncut, maybe the guy's going to. hey build the back end for me let me you know let me figure out i want to get more advanced foc or whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. so uh you design it buy it and then we'll custom build it and ship it um when we get in the busy time which is you know basically june on uh it's somewhere in that one to three week build so we created a thing called lightning build where Mm -hmm. you can pay a little bit extra to get to the to the front of the line we'll build your your order within two to three business days and ship it so damn it's it's uh it's been super cool and with victory the cool thing about victory is they don't they don't allow uh people to sell arrows online and so we were we were kind of out in the cold with them for a while mm-hmm. um but then when they really looked at because they're they're all about the pro shop and which is fantastic and i love brands that are like that for that sure. are really cool like core and we talked to them and said listen like we feel like what we're doing is exactly what good pro shops do, mm-hmm. and they looked at our outfit, looked at our situation. So, so the the Victory arrows you can only get through the Arrow ID on uh, on Black Ovis. So you can't just buy them, you know, buy the shafts and and have us ship ship them to you. You have to, have yeah, them
2: so awesome through the
3: custom build. So Victory's been pretty stoked about that, and we we love the partnership with those guys. Um, They're and, great, and our yeah, I mean, we our demand for Victory keeps growing and growing. So.
1: Good. Um, That's good to hear. That's good for us too because yeah, um, I'm in love with the Rip TKO, mm-hmm. and we talk about that arrow. And I've shot that Super arrow for. Super popular. I mean, yeah. is it? Do you think it's probably one of the most popular arrows right now?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, outside, you know, you're looking at it, it goes to head to head with the Eastern Axis, which mm-hmm. is uh, a lot of guys shoot. Eastern's probably got a little bit more, um, like notoriety as far as that that Axis arrow. But that Rip TKO, man, there are so many dudes trying to get their hands on that arrow right now.
1: That's what, um, and I don't know what, how your guys' availability is right now on them, but everyone else, like my local shop is sold out. I cannot get them. So I'm like, well, try Black Ovis. Um, so I don't know what the availability is. Now, maybe you don't know off the top of your head, but it's it another place to check for <laughs> sure. Because up
3: right now. But the, the cool thing is, like I said, is, is it can't, you can't get it just by buying on the site. It has to be part of the build process. So if yeah. a guy, if there is like, you know, if one of you guys or a buddy is, you know, or one of your listeners wants to buy that, um arrow and build it themselves yeah we're not we're not going to be that resource but Mm -hmm. uh um well we're working class
1: bow hunter
2: man a lot of guys are working and yeah don't have time to build arrows so
3: they might know what they want
2: right but
1: not have the time to build
2: it time or capability like he was saying it's just so cool that like because most people just buy a box arrows and like okay now i have to find somewhere to get them cut get the inserts put in yeah and then fletching most I mean, most archery shops do do that, but I hate fletching arrows. I don't care anymore. Oh, it sucks.
1: I don't trust myself. Some people find (laughs) therapy in fletching arrows, not me. (laughs) No.
3: So we do. I just looked up the inventory. We do have inventory on the TKOs. Well, there you go. 350. Yeah, 350 and 400 is fine. So there you go.
1: Oh, money. Cool. Well, good. I'm yeah. glad I didn't. Was like, ah, no, we're out. Kurt, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you delete that from the podcast? Please? Yeah, can you cut that part out? <laughs> hey, get people to the Aero ID builder. It's pretty awesome, and it's easy to find there. You, you go to Black Ovis, you'll see it. So yeah. now's the time to start it, thinking about that.
3: It's funny when you do. You know what I mean? You think. I mean, I don't. I don't know what you guys do uh, for for work wise or your listeners, but when you start a business, sometimes it's. I don't know. Sometimes you have super, super high expectations. Other times you just don't know. And so you don't, you don't really know like what it, you know, what it can do or will do. I mean, we certainly had no, I mean, if I, if, if 12, 13 years ago, you would have said, Hey, I'm sitting in an office, you know, with 40 so employees and, and 50,000 square feet of a warehouse, I'd be like, you are smoking the crap," <laughs> <bite." laughs> <laughs> And, and, and it, it look, you know, it's like, sure we are. And, and it's, yeah. And the same thing with Arrow ID. When we, I remember when we built it, we had a kid that worked for us. He actually works for Mountain Ops now. He's a he's a designer over there. Um, super super good kid. I love that guy a ton. And he uh, he's actually he's the only person I have that will work on my. I'm like I don't want anyone to touch my bow except for Chris. But he uh, he said we should do this. And so we like okay. And then and then we're just like, well, who's going to build the arrows? He's like, I'll build them just on my desk in between like kind of what I'm doing. And we thought <laughs> we thought okay, well we shouldn't be bad. So we invested the money and all this custom software and then um we thought if we can just sell one build per day so 365 builds in the year it'll at least pay for most of the software mm-hmm. um and then maybe we'll sell a few extra arrows you know on the side kind of yeah and yeah we've we uh after about two months he's like fellas i can't build these <laughs> in my desk anymore so, <laughs> <That didn't help. laughs> no, a, and we've t- we've, t- we've taken our lumps, man it's the the one thing about starting a business or starting a part of a business is, is it's hard to plan for what will happen, and because yeah, right. you you're never, never know. Gonna, it's never going to be perfect either. Like, there's always going to be something that's not, maybe the system's not perfect or whatever. But you just, you just plow forward. We yeah. just always had that attitude, like we're all just going to put our, you know, our, you know, just put our nose to the grindstone and work yeah. hard. So and, so does uh, Arrow
1: ID have its own warehouse now?
3: It, it's got a section of the warehouse that's like that's Arrow ID land is pretty and and it's kind of prime real estate too. We've had
2: Arrow uh, ID land like Lego land. It's got its own little. That's spot. cool, man. I I love the concept of it. It's
3: badass, really. I mean, it's perfect. And, oh yeah, it's it's cool. And um, yeah, I I've. Uh, it gets pretty hairball i mean when guy, there's a lot of guys that procrastinate out there i'm one of them but uh but we get it gets gnarly uh july and august and so uh i've uh you know i'm not too hopefully not toot my my horn too much but i've i've pulled a couple all-nighters um last year and the year before just trying to help churn out arrows and build Mm -hmm. you know build uh get get guys build out because we know how close hunting is getting and people get yeah. They get a little, get a little well, wild, Especially isn't? out oh, yeah. where you
1: guys are at. I mean, our, October 1 is like our yeah. season here, yeah. Iowa, Illinois. It's. I mean, late August, some places, right? Out your guys' way.
3: Yeah, we, uh, we start August, uh, like August 15th, August 20th. Goo, so that's, there, really, that's
1: crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's really, uh, gets wild. Mon-
3: Montana Antelope opens, uh, Archery opens around that time. Colorado Archery opens, uh, Antelope around that time. And then September 1 for basically most of the West. So,
1: So uh, what you're saying is, all right, Midwest listeners, everyone else, just you don't need to listen. Midwest listeners, if you want to get arrows <laughs> through the Arrow ID Builder, get your orders in probably now so
3: you're not fighting the
1: western the procrastinators Westies. that are trying to get yeah. their builds
2: in closer to yeah. their season
3: no joke or wait or or wait till after september 1 and it lulls off a little bit but but yeah. i know y'all are
1: after are, september uh,
2: 1st and they will be hunting <laughs> yeah,
1: right yeah. you're right yeah then everybody but. at black ovis will be hunting so then the delay on your arrows <laughs> damn it <laughs> it's like, yeah, it,
3: gets, it gets rough because guy every people that are building and everyone else is like hey we want to go hunt it's like no we gotta build arrows yeah how does it work uh, there at,
1: at black ovis and camo fire and crispy how do you delegate vacation time during hunting season well, i it, that can't be
3: ovis. fun oh you for me as a I'm trying to <laughs> trying to play uh, the nice guy and I have to play the heavy hand but it's uh it's cool because we've actually got some dudes that aren't archers they're so they're 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 like hey go go at it on uh, you know for September yeah pizza so party got, when you're not here <laughs> we've got other guys that are uh, that are you know not rifle guys so we we've got a good mix of of guys that hunt basically october and a mix of guys that hunt uh august september perfect but uh there is a little bit of a pecking order like we can't just vacate the entire office um, <laughs> <so> <laughs> are you, just you'd, ringing.
2: you'd like to but you can't
3: oh i know man that's that's the that's the misnomer people think oh i'm gonna work in the industry in the hunting industry and then i'm gonna hunt all, i'm gonna just it's gonna be awesome it's like well guess what everyone you work with wants the same exact vacation yep so <laughs> um, unless you're in a business that can literally shut down for a month and
1: it's tough. And chances,
3: yeah. You you may not get the exact you know time off that you want, but uh, yeah. But no, I mean, trust me. It's so rad talking gear and working around product and with people that are are like minded, and passionate, mm-hmm. yeah, but the, in the same way. And that's that's the coolest part of of you know being a business owner and working in this industry is mm-hmm. I'm around people that think like me. They they're passionate about the stuff like me, and I get to talk to people that are equally as passionate, if not more on a daily basis
1: like yeah it keeps you like keeps you motivated it keeps mm-hmm. you uh, like keeps it going keeps you want to innovate and do cool things with your business uh,
3: absolutely and and I'm, i feel like i'm more in touch because i mean if i'm selling mattresses like i mean right you don't get to, i mean you don't wake up thinking i can't wait to go build a new mattress <laughs> <laughs> some guys talking,
2: might you never know but you go stretch, uh, like, um,
3: talk mattresses with people can it, you you those know, bad like,
2: boys look at the springs on this one <laughs> <laughs>
3: We got to come to work and talk, talk hunting and get passionate and to hear, hear, I mean, on. that's why I really love being on the phone, talking to customers. Cause like, I got to hear them talk about what they're stoked about, what, what hunt they got coming up and why they're planning for that, where, where they're going and, and how I can potentially help them get into the right gear yeah. and, and you know, save as much money as they can. And that's dude, it's rad. I love it.
1: Yeah. No, that has to be cool. It's it's a cool, really cool business to be in, the way you guys are set up. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, I mean, I know there's always negatives to the job, and people say that's a dream job, but that's one of what could be a dream job for a lot of guys. Yeah, totally. um, I'm going to ask you a question. Maybe there's not an answer to it because it's probably too hard to scale, uh-huh. but based off what you see come and go and trends and stuff like that and what people are buying through Black Ovis and Camo Fire, What right now that just uh, today, and it probably changes tomorrow or next week, what's hot right now? Like, what are people buying a lot of? What are people talking about? Like, what are people snagging up? And it can be any category that comes to mind. But And maybe it's a few things.
3: Right? Like, right now, today, right now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know what's crazy? So, trekking poles, and I don't know if it's because it's shed season out here in the West, and, Mm -hmm. and people are trekking poles and bear season starting here in the West. Yep um boots i mean it, crispy just dropped their new models like we got, we got we got in like three of them and and one of them the new laponia would basically torch through um mm. so we're begging for more uh <laughs> i have a little bit of pole over there so we'll see what we can do yeah,
0: um, yeah a little bit of pole just a little bit you know a guy the,
3: uh, I know, i know right <laughs> um camping some of the camping stuff is really picking up right now like mm-hmm. like sleeping pads um water filters guys are starting to think about like okay memorial day is coming up uh you know a little bit over a month i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on my first kind of camping trip or maybe it's because it's bear season um people are doing picking that up but those things are those things are hot right now it was so weird trekking poles i thought that's that's the (laughs) week but we've been smoking them lately
1: yeah and you guys have black always branded trekking poles
3: we do, we do. We we carry Black Ovis, the the Peak Sissy Sticks, the Muley Freak, um, <laughs> Sissy, the, <Rip> <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Lecky. We in fact Lecky's been selling like crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are a trekking pole only company. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then the Black Ovis and Camel Farm models have been doing really well. But it yeah, it's it's funny to watch the different categories uh, at different times of the year. Like all all you know, oftentimes they will go out in the warehouse and help with some of the shipping or I've just kind of observed kind of what's going on or, or we get pulled into, I mean, we our attitude here is, is nothing's below anyone. Like mm-hmm. we all work together. And so, I mean, there's times I'm loading the truck or I'm picking, picking orders or I'm helping put product back on the shelves because mm-hmm. we've got, you know, stuff that came in and it's interesting to see kind of that flow. That's important.
1: Um, I think in a work environment. Oh, absolutely. It's good. What just yeah. having like ever all hands on deck because it keeps oh. everyone on like, there's no um like false egos being fluffed anywhere it's like everyone's a part of the family at
2: that well and true it and that says like you actually care about the business that you're out there helping them putting truck you know putting stuff on the shelves, driving fork truck i mean it, that means a lot
3: yeah we. i it's it's just kind of how we're programmed i mean we've got guys we've had guys come on board, and I can tell within a couple of days if they're going to make it or not and mm-hmm. like I remember one cat he came on and 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 after the, I think it's middle of the second day, I'm like, bro, you need to pick up that phone. We've got customers calling. And he goes, don't we have people for that? And I was like,
2: <laughs> you are the people. <laughs>
3: that cat's not going to last. And then he literally, a couple weeks later, he's like, I just don't think there's a real fit for me. And I'm like, yep, I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, we've got a, we've got a, a guy that's going to start in the buying team uh, next Monday and he's had, he's got Fridays his current job he's got Fridays off so he's been working each Friday and instead of being working in the buying world um i had him we've had him going through customer service training he ship ship product he helped with receiving so he did like do a half morning receiving half a half a day like putting away product and all that is so important because then he understands his role in the entire part of our business yeah. but he also understands like like, hey, I'm I. Nothing is below me, even though I got a nice you know desk to sit at, and I, I get to talk product all day long and buy product. Like walking out of the warehouse, if I say, "Hey, Colby, I need you to help pick orders this morning," he's like, "Sure, I know cool. how to do it, and I don't right. feel like it's below me." So yeah, that's, that's super awesome. important for a cult from a culture standpoint. And I hope I hope that that also translates to kind of the way we when we talk to customers, we don't feel mm-hmm. like like we're cooler than them. That's that's the that nothing sucks more than going into like an archery shop or a a sports shop. And and you're and that dude is so cool that, you know, he 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 you should just be stoked that you even get to talk to him. And 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 that's such a bad vibe. Yeah. And And that's like uh, that's
1: sad to say. That's a lot of archery shop. It is for sure.
3: It's terrible. It's so I I'm I mean, I hope that our guys. I in called an archery how, shop
1: yesterday, and they yep. cool guyed me on the phone. Fu- I'm not kidding. And no I was way. so bummed. And tattoo shops are the same way. I go to a lot of tattoo shops. The When you walk in, the guy at the front counter is usually like, what do you want? It's like, well, I'm trying to pay you. <laughs> I'm trying to get a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, you want
0: my money or not? Because so I'm not here wall- to bake a cake.
1: <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I'm trying to pay you. Like, don't be mean to me. But there's a shop that I go to now has great, like, customer service. And I compliment them on it every time. I'm like, this is uncommon in your industry. Do you know that? And they're like, oh, yeah, we know. That's why we're changing it.
3: Yeah, we've got a storefront here where locals will come in and, you know, try on boots and and whatnot. And it was cool. It was rewarding for me because a couple weeks ago, I just happened to pop in. uh, I was jumping in the storefront for something, and there was a guy there and uh a guy a kid bryce that works for us was out there helping him and and this guy knew somehow he knew that i was the owner or or whatever and he said hey he goes i just want to tell you man i i love coming in here bryce and and bailey and evan and weston or whoever has been helping him um he goes these cat, he goes these guys are like just good dudes yeah "I, i always feel super welcome in here and i said Man, I'm so glad to hear that. And he, I think he said he was some project manager for some company, and he has I don't know like 50, 80 employees or something like that. So he's obviously fairly important in his business. But it was cool to hear him say that that he felt like he felt welcome, and he didn't feel like kind of talked down to. Yeah. Um, and I, I hope that is an experience that we give like everybody. It's just, it's just common respect, right? I mean, it is, just, yeah, yeah, so. it is
1: too. But man, you think think from someone that's out of our spirit. Space out of our industry that so badly wants to learn how to hunt and do or or camp or get into hiking or whatever it is. And you walk into this environment where every you you think everybody around you is an expert and any question you ask is going to be a dumb question. So you're Mm -hmm. automatically a little more hesitant than normal to go in and have the person kind of be an a hole to you. It that sucks, you know. So if you go in and they're like, Hey, man, what's up? What do you need? Like, we'll help you out. Like no questions, a dumb question. Just that's such a big deal, and I think that's huge for a for a company's future.
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. So you can turn away people doing like,
1: oh man, nothing's worse, going. man. Nothing's worse when you go in and you don't feel like you know something. You like you, All right, you need well, I guess I'm just
0: not going camping. Right. <laughs> it's, it's
3: intimidating. I remember when I first got into archery. I mean, I was always, I was a rifle hunter. And my dad was a rifle hunter, um, and I had a buddy that that I he's my hunting partner, and we hunt every year in Colorado. And he kind of got me into it. And I remember, I remember G Five came out with a new site. and I had seen it in a magazine and and kind of read about it. And I thought this must be the cool. I think it was the optic, is what it was called. Mm-hmm. It, I thought it was. a i just thought, what a cool concept! I want to get this site. And I walked into an archery shop here in, in Salt Lake, in, in the archery shop. And and I know the I know the guy who who ran it. It's no longer in business. Um, and and I know you know he's a heck of an archer. And and bottom line, he's a pretty good guy but i must have caught him on a bad day or whatever and i walked in and i said hey man i'm you know I, i'm just kind of kicking around i'd really like to see if you guys can order me in this g5 site and he goes that site sucks <laughs> i was all i'm like okay well and he i think at the time he was he was shooting cbe and he's like nothing but cbe here in this shop and i said well okay but can you order me that? You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, all right. Would, would that be all right? I'm just getting into archery. Just got my first bow, and it's like, no, man, that sight sucks. And I, just, <laughs> and they just kind of went about doing what he was doing. And I thought, man, okay. Other ways right. to handle that yeah. situation. Hey, I'll take my made. business somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't like mad, but I thought, oh yeah, snakes just, and sparklers. That is just wow. <laughs> like, yeah. why would I? So anyway, it's uh, hopefully, our, you know, we 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 behave a little differently, and that's just that's who i am that's that's who i hope everyone that works with me and you mm-hmm. know how they treat people so
1: i think great qualities and uh a great mission as a brand because mm-hmm. absolutely we've all been there as customers man nothing's worse than that like that guy should have just been like hey man we shoot this because of this and maybe ask you some questions about what you're looking for and why
3: dude he could have upsold me in like 10 seconds i was ready to pull like he was like here's my wallet how much do i give you just give me something that's rad yeah (laughs) he he could have just been like oh man you know that site's a pretty good site but let me tell you why this one's better head and shoulders above that one Right. right exactly it's
2: like, bro. no, sad. That side sucks. Death Leopard sucks. <laughs>
0: it's, like, oh. it's like, all right, thanks. <laughs> thanks for your input. Yeah. I hate that band. <laughs> Just trying to buy their CD, man. <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs>
1: that's so funny. So, I mean, yeah, that is a bummer. Um, let's talk Crispy for a little bit. So I've had a couple pairs of Crispy. I feel, well, okay, I guess let me back up. In the Midwest, I mm-hmm. feel like the more Western, and maybe my... Okay, I'm coming from a guy from Illinois, so my terminology might make you cringe a little bit, Kendall. You might be <laughs> G- like... It's
3: okay. <laughs> he's going to be I, me mean, he, like the guy at
1: the archery hey, he, shop. Yeah. <laughs> he answers
2: phones for a living. He's, he's probably heard it all. Oh, he's heard it all. <laughs>
3: he's heard, heard it all. most all. Every yeah. once in a while I get shocked, but go ahead and try.
1: So I'm calling Crispy a Western boot, and I feel like that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like guys don't think... In the Midwest before, guys didn't think about Crispy or some of the other brands until they wanted to go out West. Now I feel like it's pretty common to, to see somebody wearing a crispy boot in the whitetail woods. And mm-hmm. maybe it's because they've went west, bought the boot, and they like the boot. So now they're using it here at home for whitetails. Um, that happened. That's what I did. Um, and that's what I wear. Um, I have a, I have Colorado's currently. Um what do you feel? I I've like got so into like explaining the breakdown that I forgot what my main question was. God damn it. Um,
3: <laughs> well, I have a question for you, actually. Can I ask? Y- yeah. So I'm super curious to know why do you think there's that adoption into the Midwest when it is? There's no doubt. There's no doubt the Crispy or another high-performance boots are looked at as a western boot Mm -hmm. but but it, it it's it's been interesting for us to watch the adoption of guys that are buying them that have either some intention at some point down the road or no intention to go you know west but they still want that particular boot it's it's like what what is happening in in your neck of the woods mm-hmm. um because uh, like i go to i go to kentucky every year for a week week and a half for whitetail hunting
1: hey guys sorry to interrupt this amazing episode uh but we want to talk to you about thermosy. we really thought it was important enough to stop and talk about what you're sitting on when you're in the turkey woods very important when you're in the late season deer woods Are, do you really have the d de- wedge to give you the support you need when a boss gobbler's coming into a decoy do you If you don't, you should. Are you sitting in a tree stand? Is your butt cold?
2: Who are you?
0: Yeah. Imagine a boss gobbler coming in and your butt hurts.
2: I mean, you're uncomfortable. And your butt's wet? Yeah. You got a wet butt. No one wants a wet butt, dude. You can't have a wet
1: butt. (laughs) And you can't have a wet butt when you're trying to kill turkeys. And you can't have a cold butt when you're trying to kill deer. That's right. You know what to do? Get yourself a thermos seat, whatever one applies for you. Maybe the traditional series. It's 1049 to 1999. What are you, broke? Don't eat lunch for like two days. And, you know, if you do skip need a lunch. code, be a day. use code WCTS, save yourself some money, thermoseat.com slash hunting. You'll find the seats you need hey, there. Skip skip lunch. Your butt will thank you later. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> Just don't eat lunch for like two days. <laughs> the podcast is also brought to you by Victory Arrows. Uh, I am currently shooting the RIP TKO. I believe that's going to be my setup for all the hunts this fall. i
2: Are shooting the, the SS's this year.
1: So get on it. Start thinking about your Bancy arrows. Yeah. We, in this episode, we talk about the Black Ovis Arrow ID Builder. Mm-hmm. Um, get ahead of things. Get ready. Get your arrows going. You will thank us later that we talked you into it. So get after it. Uh, the podcast also brought to you by Huntworth Gear. Uh, Huntworth, I think, makes the best clothing for the price. And Absolutely. my two new favorite camo patterns, um, great looking patterns, great gear. Um, they're known for their gloves, but I'm telling you, if you're on the fence about getting new gear or what to get, try Huntworth. We really think you'll like it. I've enjoyed every piece of gear I have. You can use code oh, WCB15 yeah. at Huntworth and get yourself looking fresh and uh, feeling good, too. you got to feel good when you That's get right. out there. Um, also, pullback. is half the battle. Okay. Yeah, it's good. you got to look good. Podcast is also brought to you by Pullback and Let Go. Um, I'm wearing a Pullback and Let Go zip-up hoodie right now. Doug's I'm wearing got, a hoodie, uh, too. Uh, just top-quality gear, and they have gear to make your wife happy. That's right. So if you're looking to get some gear, you can order your wife some goodies, and everything is good, baby. You know what I'm saying?
0: Smooth sailing. You
1: can't kill big deer if your wife sucks, so help her not suck by getting her some pullback and let go gear. Some hunt gear. You know, you like that? Hey. Whoa. The podcast is also brought to you by Camo Fire. We don't really need to give that plug, hence this episode. But we will. But we will. Camo Fire, check it out. Camelfire.com. You'll see what we've been talking about. Delete um, browser history. And the podcast is brought to you by Novix Tree Stands. We rocked the Echo this fall. We rocked the Hilo this fall. We're looking into a run again for this coming fall. We're doing some giveaways yep. at the shoot with Novix Tree Stands. Um, and when we draw from the trade show giveaway. Um so there's a code now for Novix. People have been asking about this code. So this is where it gets sweet with the Novix code code w c b twenty two for stands and sticks it's a limited code so it's good for two hundred uses so oh, okay once that two hundred uses is capped it's gone so it's if you she have gone. a novix that you're wanting to buy for this fall, use the code because after the code is gone it's gone two hundred uses code WCB twenty two. I think I need about two hundred more stands. So. I, you always need more stands, but Eric. If 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 you're uh, if you're on the fence, don't this be. The time to do it. Now's the time to do it. Save yourself some money. Um, check them out, Novix, um, and they are American made in Central Illinois, and they're great people and mm-hmm. ethical people. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, do the right thing for yourself and your wallet. And thank you for sitting through our wonderful ads. And back to the episode. Thanks for being here
3: and none of the guys I hunt with and none of the other guys I've seen as I you know go into like the 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 where the deer processor nobody's wearing like what I would call western boots or crispies yeah. but it's been super interesting so I don't know I'd love to hear your your thoughts on why why is there that adoption happening really in the last 2 four. to 3 years Yeah I was
1: going to say 2 to 4 years so here's my perspective and maybe Doug and Eric have different perspectives I think A lot of it is... Well, most guys here wear rubber boots. I was just going to say. That's what I was going to say. If I'm not... It's a go-to. Oh, yeah. And it's the scent control thing that's embedded in our heads in the whitetail woods, which is a great thing to think about. Um, Big advocate for thinking about that. Uh, I've always wore rubber boots Mm -hmm. um, since the beginning um, for creek crossings and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Swampy ground. Swampy ground. I think where... I probably could have benefited from a boot like crispy, you know, back in the day a lot longer. Guys that are in the mobile tree stand hunting game, or if they're hunting mm-hmm. out of a saddle, they're looking for a boot that's more agile that you can move around in. You can move a little quicker in. It's a little lighter. Um, I have a, I have non insulated. My Colorados are non insulated, so I got them for my Western hunting, and I wore them up until. It got like frigid frigid pretty much this year at the end of November. I wore those boots all the way through and I'm going in with tree stands on my back and I'm able to climb up a tree and feel agile instead of clunky and like I got five pound weights on each foot when I'm trying to walk through and be quiet. So I think probably the mobility part is the big adoption Um, going from a rubber boot to a more agile type hiking. Western hunting mm-hmm. boot. Mm-hmm. I think that's the main thing from my perspective. Maybe I'm missing something, but that's my outlook on it.
3: How, how so, uh, so rubber boots, how much of I've never, so I've never considered that. And, and that's because I don't come from a scent control like background. Mm-hmm. That's not like what I don't think about that as my one of my primary features. Now, all the guys I hunt with in Tennessee and in, in Kentucky, there's a couple guys from Tennessee and a couple guys from Michigan. And they all have the ozonics uh, like bags, and they're yep. militant about that. But when it comes to footwear, are you using rubber boots because of the scent control at element of the rubber doesn't retain the the odor, or are you using it more because that's what your grandpappy used, and that's what like your dad used? And everything? it's probably or, a little or remote. using it because it's remote. got it's really yeah. like like you were saying, crossing streams, going through it just. Like, you're never getting wet in a rubber boot. Yeah, uh, it's
1: like, like the Argo of boots, I guess, out I here. Think <laughs> I think mainly
2: it's scent control and you know? <laughs> not having wet feet is my opinion. Yeah, okay.
1: But, yeah, the scent so, thing, you spray your boots down with your scent spray or whatever it is, and you're yeah, good. Yeah. But then you are they don't breathe, so the insides yeah. stink pretty bad. But Oh, terrible. Um, I think that's the main thing. Um, but for me, I just liked my Colorado so much that and they're not getting snagged up. I'm not cussing because I'm. I mean, when you walk in he- heavy rubber boots, it's clunky. Especially shed There's hunting. No,
3: oh, no doubt about it.
1: Yeah. So I think that's the big thing. Is you know, mobile hunting is, um, and I, and maybe it's a fad. It's not a fad. It's a scene that in the whitetail woods that has really gained popularity a lot in the last five years. And I think it's just a big time. Yeah. It's just easier to be mobile when you're hiking in with a stand and sticks on your back or a saddle or whatever you're using to not have to worry about big giant rubber weights on your feet.
3: Yeah. And when, I mean, last, last year in Kentucky, I, uh, I mean this, we've got, we're, we've got, I'm on a lease with these guys and there's like 800 acres. So, um, it was, you know, we've got, I don't know how many stands we've got set up. I mean, I, like these guys, they love it because they're like, hey, can you get a deal on some stands? I'm like, you are talking to the right guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like yeah. we need some trail cameras, like check, like, yeah, strap, but yeah, strap, yeah, go check. to Camel
1: Fire. You could probably find a deal. <laughs> I mean, so those,
3: I mean, those guys, they the do link. a ton of work on that property, and I end up uh, supplying a lot of gear because I can't fly out to Kentucky to work on it, but hey, it works out. T- I was, it's it's a great arrangement i love it <laughs> uh they uh but they uh even though we've got i don't know 15 or 20 stands and some ground you know some elevated blinds not i didn't sit in one of our stands or one of our blinds last time i was in kentucky i i i fully embraced the mobile hunting and and uh tree stand or tree saddle and so but what well, the benefit was is there were a couple days, a couple of days that I did just have like my alpha burlies on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were uh, multiple days that I had just my crispies on the wild rocks i was choosing because a little colder. Mm-hmm. Um, and it there's a I mean, you guys know there's a noticeable difference between hanging out on a saddle or climbing, climbing sticks and then hanging out on a saddle for four or five hours in a boot that's got a good solid like bottom mm-hmm. versus in your rubber boots. Um, yeah from a comfort and stability standpoint not to mention how you know whether you're hiking you know 200 yards or 2 miles to wherever you're going to be hunting mm-hmm. um you know that that that's you know maybe a little bit minor but yeah i don't know i i theorized that maybe that's something to do with it but uh yeah but i guess still,
1: i never see i've used my crispies on my saddle platform but i never my feet were great you know right. but mm-hmm. i never i'm trying to think i don't think i ever hunted out of my trophy line setup with my rubber boots, because I would imagine I would feel that pressure from the platform yeah. on the center of my feet, but yeah. I had my Colorado's on, which is stiffer on the bottom. So maybe that's what, uh, I mean, that probably kept me more comfortable. I just didn't realize it because I didn't have to think about it. Yeah. You know, when they,
3: if you swing around, like, let's say your platforms, like, you know, one direction, you kind of swing around and you're on the edge of the platform on the side of it. Yeah. Kind of pushing off the sides. You're not really, you're more in the saddle, kind of pushing off the side. I remember doing that in the rubber in those alpha burlies and it was like three minutes later, I'm all my foot are fidgety. And I can't, yeah. it's just, you know, cause it's right on the ball of my foot. Cause usually like in that situation, I'm got like, a or I'll reach down with one foot and put it on the top of my last uh, cl- like climbing stick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I, if I haven't set it too high, but yeah, the, the, there's a huge difference for me. So I thought maybe that had something to do with it, but
1: I I think there's a lot of guys that. that are
3: that are saying, hey, I can get the performance out of a, like a boot, like a crispy. And there's a lot of guys that, you know, so that early season, I'm not you know, I'm not basically have a sweat bucket on each foot mm-hmm. and or I've got somewhat technical. Let's 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 use air quotes in that terrain or legitimately guys are going in the Adirondacks or other places. They're like, you I hike a ton. And I've always just kind of dealt with it with with you know, inferior footwear. But mm-hmm. um it's pretty cool to see that adoption and, and, and then you have the guys that are buying it for those purposes with that in a couple of years I'm probably gonna go to Colorado yeah. or mm-hmm. Wyoming. And so For sure. Um I think there's still a lot of guys that I talk to out of the Midwest that think it's going to take me a year to break these in like, bro, you're going to be, those will be golden in about three weeks. Yeah. Right.
2: For sure. I think uh, too, half, with half a dozen hikes with like the name crispy, you know, you said it's growing tremendously. I think it's slowly making its way this way. You know, you guys mm-hmm. being a Western company, it was probably majorly popular out there. So I think the word is kind of slowly getting to the Midwest right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just kind of my thought. Well, on
1: they, it. I, And I'll say this too, Kendall, they look cool. And that doesn't hurt.
2: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs>
1: it doesn't hurt. Like the 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 orange stores, that's the first pair of crispies I bought. They're pretty rad looking. Like
3: I love those boots.
1: I and you know what? And we did the Harrisburg PA show, which is a nine day show. I wore my crispies over half the time of that show because my feet hurt standing. So mm-hmm. I put my crispies on just for support. But um on this topic, if there's somebody from the Midwest that, you know, has they want to go west, um, they're in the market to buy a boot like that. Maybe they want one just for their mobile game or whitetail game. Um, I know it's probably hard to, and maybe it's not, but to find a boot that kind of can do both, Mm -hmm. what would be the first boot? You'd be like, hey, look at this one, see if you like what it offers, um, and go from there. What would be the first one or two you'd probably recommend?
3: Summit, for sure, um, which has the same upper as what you have in your Colorado. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so versed summit is, is, is not quite as stiff of flex as the Colorado it's lighter weight. It's just a super comfortable boot. There's few guys that ever complain about that boot and, and, uh, but it breathes extremely well. And so it has a lot of, a lot of capabilities in the, in the East or Midwest and it's, it's right at home. And I've hunted, I've hunted steep, gnarly stuff in Colorado and Washington and, and in that, in that boot and all over Utah. So that's one that I would say out of the gate guys should look at and say like, if I want to kind of do everything boot, um, East coast, Midwest, West, the summit's certainly one. Um, the, the Valdrez would be another one because it's a little lighter weight, not quite as bulky as like the Nevada, but it's all leather with a, with a stretch nylon tongue. So it breathes exceptionally well for a leather boot. Mm -hmm. Um, and cause, so there's some guys that they'll say hey I I like a leather boot or I like a more traditional or I feel like I'm in you know nasty thorn type country and so I don't want the the fabric to get pierced by a you know by a thorn or right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So those two would be right off the, right off the bat I would say like take a look at those two and then okay if there's a third one it's it's going to be the thor mm-hmm. um but it doesn't have. I mean, you probably noticed the difference between the Thor and the Colorado. The, the Colorado on the upper has so much more stability in, mm-hmm. the, like, for ankle support versus the Thor.
1: And that's what I needed. Like, I realized when I went to Colorado for the first time that I have the ankles of a baby giraffe. <laughs>
3: and, and I never thought
1: if someone was like, "You got, you got little girl ankles," I'd be like, "No, I'm a no. man." I went to Colorado and I'm like, "I got little girl ankles."
2: <laughs> I remember Buckstorm put a video of just you slipping.
1: Well, it's me trying to cross creeks with worn out ankles. My ankles got (laughs) tired, you know? Weak ass
2: ankles.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm falling in a creek. I'm like, I can't walk. My ankles are broke. So I went with Colorado's. And then Clint taught me how to lace them up for extra support, which I didn't know. I didn't do my research. So he's like, dude, what are you doing here? Let me show you so
2: like, he's oh. like he's like your dad put put your shoe yeah. right up here on my knee let me uh, lace those for yeah.
1: you yeah.
3: <laughs> tie them off
2: yeah, yeah. you gotta get the
0: rabbit ears right yeah yeah loop swoop and pull now your shoes out. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so funny that it's uh it's interesting how many guys and that's what's kind of interesting about the the various models that we sell because there's there's some that will do more work for you and there's some that that rely on your you and your body and your ankles in this case to do more work and and it's and a lot of people think like it's one, you know, one boot fits everything. And it's, it's not necessarily the case. Like I, I don't, I mean, I've, I've broken my ankles a handful of times. I don't feel like I have weak angles. I, like, I used to trail run a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I actually like a boot that doesn't have a lot of ankle support. Um, but then I got into that, but you know, so I saw as I use like the Laponia and the Summit, um, the Achieva Mid. Um, when I get into more technical type terrain, I do love the Nevada and I like the Colorado too. Sometimes mm-hmm. it feels a little bit, I mean, I like, I put a boot like the Colorado on and I feel like I'm just like kicking in doors and taking names later. I mean, it's like, it's like a man, it's a man's boot, you know, so, <laughs> but I, uh, I put on the floor and I, I love it from a comfort standpoint. I absolutely love it. I, it was the last, probably the last boot i never, I had ever tried in our lineup. I kind of pooh pooed it a little bit for a while. And there was a pair that came back as a, like a customer used it twice. We thought it was still new. So we refunded him. And then all of a sudden it's like, ah, this thing's used. We can't sell it. And so I was going to Montana for a 3D archery shoot. And I uh, said, man, I want to try some Thor's. So uh, luckily for me, I found a pair. That pair was my size. (laughs) And I ran around that mountain. I said, I was actually setting up a course, the Camoufire course for the uh, Northwest Mountain Challenge. Mm Mm-hmm. And dude, I thought I thought my ankles I thought it was going to break my dang ankles because that boot does not have a ton of ankle support mm-hmm. um super comfortable, ridiculously comfortable, and I loved it for just rolling around, but when I got in technical train, even though that's built for somewhat technical train it I realized okay the boot this boot is designed for technical train side healing, but when you want your ankle to do more of the work versus having the boot do more of the work, so mm-hmm. every boot has a different. Like trade off of how much you're gonna do more work and how much the boots gonna do the work for you, and, and yeah. finding the right one is a little bit of a little bit of a an Easter egg hunt for some people, and other people they know exactly what they need, right?
1: But I guess what's cool about that, and I shoes are are kind of a thing, shoes and boots and stuff like that are kind of a thing, guys and girls nerd out on, and mm-hmm. and you see it from whatever people collect shoes and are into it. I'm dude, I like Vans. That's like my daily. You know, oh, yeah. but I feel like it's screwed my feet because I wear those flat checkered vans all the time. So I feel like I got wide flat feet. So for me, the Colorado—I don't know if they're just a little wider or whatever—but they, fit, I love them. Like I feel super comfortable in them,
2: and I like my Thors, but I like my Colorados a lot better. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's my problem. I've never been in like a nice boot. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I go buy the rubber boot or whatever's yeah. on sale at Dick's Sporting Goods, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh yeah, that's comfortable. Wear it for a couple of days, you're like yeah, it sucks. But I'm so I'm just gonna wear it to <laughs> wear it out it though.
0: <laughs> you
3: just uh, well I mean, you can kill a lot of good animals in just mediocre products, so it's not right. Just because you buy a four hundred dollar boot doesn't mean you're gonna kill bigger animals. But it, yeah. It man, that's just a it's a tough threshold and I get it a hundred percent. Like
2: But everyone have, knows everyone knows I'm if you got sore drunk. feet you yeah. ain't gonna stay out there as long either.
3: I would have never dropped. I mean, me personally. I mean, let me let, let me back out of my you know who I am, and and the access to to the product I have. If I was on the other side of the counter, and and I was staring down the barrel of four hundred bills for a for a pair of boots, I, I man, I I would think more than twice. I would be like, "Are you smoking?" Mm-hmm. But and my wife, I mean, good heavens, she would probably come unglued, and she and but I when I go back to what you just said, you know, when you have an experience that is, is just terrible because of your feet, Mm -hmm. man, no amount of money I think is too much. uh, And I've talked to guys. I remember talking to this cat at a, at the sheep show a couple, like a year, a couple years ago, but right before Rona. And he, uh, I remember he came in and he was just like, dude, I went on this sheep hunt and I immediately cut him off. Like, dude, how was it? That's so sick. And he's like, I hated that hunt, <laughs> oh, what and he goes i he used to eat sheep hunts every year, so obviously the guys got more cash than the three of us you know combined times two but
1: <laughs> yeah, he yeah.
3: uh he or the four of us, but he uh he told me he goes I sheep hunt every year and I bought x y z boot, and by day two it tore me up, but I had no choice, and he goes it took me a month and a half for my feet to recover. I basically had to wear <laughs> flip flops to work and and he was telling me all this stuff and so you know you think about that i mean that's an extreme situation but you have a you have a situation like that everything you plan for all the hopes aspirations the money spent all for nothing or basically nothing because your feet got you you know you were focused on your feet the entire hunt versus focusing on the hunt
1: nothing's worse man if your feet are gone you're screwed especially on a
3: on a hunt like that right i know once in a lifetime for any of us yeah it's like
2: Especially Yo out kicks. here, you know, we're walking a couple hundred yards maybe to the stand, you know, it's not like... It's pretty easy going. It's pretty easy going, right. Yeah. But I
3: Let, let me give you an example. So it, the, you go to any of, a, you know, anyone that's just regular working guy, like like the most of us, mm-hmm. um, it's, you know, you go, well, yeah, I get it. If you're going on a sheep hunt or whatever. I, I used to teach skiing years ago. Um, that's what I did through high school and college. I was a ski instructor. And I remember I used to talk to people and they would say, hey... W- you know, I don't ski all that often. You know, I only come out like from New York or Chicago or wherever they're coming from. I come out once a year and I ski for a week. So I, I, I just can't see myself spending that kind of money on my own boots and my own skis. And I used to tell them, I'd say, listen, if you only have two or three weeks of vacation and you're going to spend one of those two or three weeks for your entire year coming on this vacation to ski and you're going to rent crappy gear, I'm like, no way you should be investing in the best gear you possibly can buy. So you make that week so good or the experience that the equipment is not the fault of your, you know, the joy of your experience. So yeah. I, I think the same way, and it's just a different perspective to mm-hmm. look at. If you're, whether you're hunting, you know, uh, doll sheep in Alaska or you're hunting, you know, coyotes in, in, you know, in North Dakota or what, or anything in between, it's like, if you if you're really passionate about it, and then you're going to sacrifice your your old, you know your free time, which comes at a high cost for all of us,
2: mm-hmm.
3: why wouldn't you invest in the best product you absolutely can get for whatever money you absolutely have available? And and so then you're not focusing on the on the gear; you're just focusing on
1: the, what you're what, there what to
3: you, do. Yeah, what you're there to do. So mm-hmm. I, it's just a different perspective, and I, I I think that that would help me personally to overcome the. Cost standpoint, not just for boots, for but for any gear. It's like buy the best dang gear you can, and then just you know get after it for uh, sure. Because otherwise, you're going to be you may have a lesser than experience because of faulty equipment or or subpar equipment. It's great yeah.
1: advice, especially guys like building points for this certain tag, and then yeah, they you know you have this much time to prepare for it, and you know you don't want to have something screw you up. Yeah, absolutely. It's that whole buy once, cry once type mentality a little bit yeah um i mean maybe that's not exactly but I, I get what you're saying it's like for me if i'm going i don't want to think about my feet hurting and ruining my hunt when i saved up by that gonna, yeah that's you all know, you're gonna think about the whole time yeah, saved it my up my by that elk are, tag or yeah, whatever two days maybe. in your
2: feet are done gone
0: that's <laughs> just one big yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so it's uh yeah it's
3: it's 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 funny all the different stories we hear um Guys that when they're finally come up, you know, finally like, okay, I'm ready to buy like a high-end boot. Mm And then, and and the reasons why, and there's, it's like, I've heard the whole gamut and it's, uh, and it's cool. It's cool to see people finally get to that point. And I'm completely fine with people. Like, they're just like, Hey, my Danners are great. And it's like, dude, they make a good boot. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a better price point than, than what we're selling at Crispy. But, um, but to each, each their own. And they certainly, you know, can enjoy the outdoors in either product. Right.
1: For Mm -hmm. sure. Definitely, Absolutely. yeah. You can do it. You can go with whatever gear you want, but just what you want to do with it and what you're looking to get, man. And I, mm-hmm. I'm a fan. So, but man, you got, man, you guys are just in in the goods when it comes to business in this <laughs> industry, man. It's cool to see got a little yeah, bit of everything. E- it's even cooler that you're you're cool. Cause it would be a oh, bummer. Thank you. It'd be, a, it'd be a bummer if you weren't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, this podcast were awesome, but you're not that cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the end, we bring it to you. <laughs> yeah. That'd nah, be-
3: man. I I just yeah. I I I just a normal dude like like you guys. I yeah. love hunting. I love uh, love talking gear, and uh, I'm just super. Su- I mean, I'm super blessed and psyched to be to actually be where I'm at. Right. And, yeah. And uh, it's it's been a fun ride so far. We've got plenty of road in front of us too.
1: It's good, oh, awesome, man. It's cool. Oh, awesome. I'm glad we can be a part of it in what little way that we're a part of it. And I uh, know,
3: no, you guys are rad. And sorry to cut you off, but I th- no, I just right. want to thank you guys. I mean, it, it's it's super fun to be involved with uh, with good good people and, mm-hmm. and guys that are. Like real, right? Yeah, and, and what you know, I've listened to a handful of your podcasts, and and it's just like,
2: <laughs> sorry, it's just yeah. good dude. <laughs>
3: I'm not, I'm asking, I'm not asking for a refund on that time. It was time well <laughs> spent. <so> it, <laughs> okay, good. it's uh, it's awesome, and that's you know, we're not, you're not going to build your podcast on its own, and we're not going to build our business on its own. It's it's linking up with good people and and the type of people you want to be around, and and that's what makes the the industry so uh desirable from the outside looking in is for sure people people see, you know, potentially guys like me and guys like you um linking up and having a good time and, mm-hmm. and doing business together and, and uh and those are the fun relationships and that's really sure. the root of why this industry industry is so so uh amazing and rewarding. And, uh, and so, that's
1: what's great about like us having more experience in this industry and like meeting more people and forming great relationships. I mean I think it's part of growth that you you form relationships. You're always like you realize certain things don't work. You realize what works, what you want to do, who you want to mm-hmm. work with, mm-hmm. and then as you mature as a business and as people within the business, like now we're just I love every I, I love the industry because of who we're working with. Right. Whereas you know you go through some growing pains and you learn, you live and you learn and you do things a little mm-hmm. different. But now I just the space we're in is amazing, uh, so we're thankful for all the relationships we have, and looking forward to building those relationships even stronger. So it's a ton of fun for us. So we appreciate it big time.
3: Yeah, you bet. Thank you.
1: Well, where can people find you? Because you're kind of everywhere. So I guess this is your moment in the
2: podcast <laughs> to plug, moment to shine. You can follow my Man. 15
1: Instagram accounts, Black Ovis,
2: <laughs> YouTube's,
1: <laughs> YouTube's
3: man i'm so i'm usually not that guy that's kind of toot my horn but the uh there's uh yeah CamelFire black Ovis on on the gram and on youtube our black Ovis channel we don't really have much of a channel on youtube but our black Ovis channel is grow it's growing and growing growing because we you know we've had we've got a couple cool hunting films but most of our focus on youtube is uh product videos like information about gear comparing comparing products like try to do a legitimate gear reviews and overviews and that sort of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And then crispy hunting uh, on the gram, Uh, we changed it. Well, it changed it to crispy us, but if you hashtag crispy hunting or crispy boots, you can find tons of us. Um, Very cool. And, uh, and then yeah, Facebook too, for, for guys that are old, like me, the
1: YouTube videos (laughs) are helpful. If you're looking for a boot, there's a lot of great videos with crispy and you talking about boots and stuff. So uh, yeah, it's and it's fun to watch them so
3: oh good hopefully they're not too dry but i it's <laughs> I fun because like it. the guys uh the guys always give me they i I've, i love talking about gear and i talk i've done enough videos that i can usually get it about one take mm-hmm. um and and uh so these guys the guys that shoot videos here and edit they're, they're like man i love editing your videos because they pretty much don't have to do, <laughs> they have to do anything yeah But <laughs> that's perfect not, so yeah, that's where you can find uh find find our our stores and stuff, and obviously you know on on the internet too awesome.
2: awesome
1: well, thank you so much, man. Had an absolute blast, yeah, and we ought to do this again or connect sometime when we're out west and uh do an in person podcast next time around. Uh-
3: You guys are more than welcome. Love to have you here and, uh, and, and to show you around and heck, hopefully get up in the mountains with you too. So, yeah, so you can see my ankles give out. (laughs) (laughs) Dave, you do got
1: girl ankles. (laughs) I'm going to come out and get some ski lessons. I've never skied before in my life.
2: Really? Never ever. I still,
3: I still have a few tricks up my sleeve I can teach
2: you. I never ski in the mountains. I skied in the mountains of, iowa and illinois that's about it yeah. <laughs> the hills. those aren't really mountains i'm not yeah. good at it so. i'll
1: go out to go skiing and then break my ankles yeah <laughs> it's
2: like thanks man it's a lot of fun breaks your arm and an ankle but i we'll think
1: we'll have to get you out here to the midwest and get you in studio maybe i don't know sometime this fall before you hit kentucky i don't know that'll probably be inconvenient but let's, let's... oh
3: dude i'd love it i would i'll, I'll definitely uh plan for a detour if, if we can connect it'd be awesome it'd be cool yeah. even if even if, uh, you know, just, just hanging out with you guys, shooting some bows or doing some other things like that. Yeah, I lovely. love it,
1: man. Well, uh, we'll connect. We'll get Marcus out here, run him through the Midwest Mountain, see if he can survive.
3: <laughs> teach, teach that kid about Midwest hunting. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. All right, man. Well, thank you so much. Thanks, everyone. for. Uh, think We're going to put this out as video and yep. audio. Thanks for watching and listening. You know what to do. Like we always say every week, go shoot your bow. We love you. Peace.